Welcome to Boundless Love Podcast. Here it's all about next level approach to love, leadership, and intimacy. I am your host, Sofia Sundari. So, here we have a, a story time, a celebration time. It feels really significant for me. I feel like I'm doing something big and something that unfolds in perfect imperfection at all the events that have been leading up to this moment and the time when I decided not to use the word Tantra and the time now that I've decided to reclaim this word and really stand for what it truly means. All of that is just so perfect. And I've been in such deep reflection the last few days and uh, now really excited to um, let you guys in onto what's been going on for me. And so when I asked this question, I made a, a poll in my stories on Instagram whether my audience is aware that I'm actually really like the background of all my teachings is rooted in Tantra. And most people, like over 90%, are actually aware. And I'm like really surprised by that, actually. <laughs> like what? And the truth is that many of you know me and remember me for many years and, and associate me profoundly with this path and with my impact on this path and the clarity that I've brought on this path for you. But for others, it's new because I specifically made the decision not to use the word Tantra publicly, although people who have been close to me, they heard me speak about Tantra, but still publicly, I didn't want to use this word. I made a very specific, like it was a little bit more than four years ago that I really made this declaration. I was like, I am not no longer choosing to use this word. And to this moment right now, where I've decided to actually reclaim it and start using it publicly and actively again. So I want to let you in on what has happened, why I have decided why, what happened, what took me out of it, what brought me back to it. Like, I want to tell you all of it. So um, when I first came across Tantra, I was moved so deeply, so deeply, because I was in this yoga school and I was just looking for some yoga because I was just like changing my life completely because I was just recovering from being fired, understanding that I want a completely different lifestyle, but didn't I didn't know what kind of lifestyle, lifestyle I wanted, but I wanted to study yoga. And then I came to that yoga school and the person at the reception tells me, ah, yeah, we have different yoga programs, but even more importantly, tomorrow Tantra workshop begins. And I'm like, Tantra? What is this Tantra? It's something about sex. I heard from someone before, it's something about sex, it's something about prolonging the lovemaking or something like this. I don't need help with that. And then somehow I kept thinking about it. The enthusiasm of the people who were talking about it, somehow the vibe, I don't know, something was like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And that's how you know, typically, when something is really touching you, that's how you know that that's the way. And then in the morning, the day when the workshop was starting in the morning, I made it to the school and I said, hey, like, I want to be a part of it. And then I remember it was a five-day workshop, I think. I was sitting there and the teacher was talking about how it is sexuality is a part of it, but it's just such a small part of it. Just like 10% of Tantra is actually about sexuality. But at the same time, how by going 
in into life in a tantric way we actually get to reclaim our desire we get to reclaim our sexuality and actually experience intimacy way beyond anything that we can just create with the power of our psychological minds we can meet at the level of the heart that we can actually experience profound merging with our beloved where it stops being just words it actually becomes an actual direct experience and all these words and how actually through like living life it was this fullness with this abandon you actually offer yourself completely to life and you melt into such fundamental trust and you realize that you are carried and that you can offer your whole existence to the divinity and then like all of that was just I was there and I was like wow 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 I've always known that I've always felt that I didn't have the language for it I didn't know it was a path for that I didn't know I was drinking it in and I was having incredible experiences and since then it was pretty clear like that was my path and I still had a lot of hesitation although it was like I loved the path completely it resonated with me instantly it was like an ancient recognition actually that sense was like wow I never learned that but I know that and still I was in this like sense of wobble for and I stayed in that school for four years and I was always in that sense of a wobble because I loved the teachings, but there was something that I was really, it was not quite landing for me. There's something that was a bit off. And I was always like, for a while, I could have just booked my whole time there and I could have saved a lot of money if I paid for everything up front. But I was like always going like one month at a time and then always feeling like, will I stay or will I go? Will I stay or will I go? And uh, I stayed and I stayed and I stayed, but there was always a certain inner conflict because I didn't completely resonate with the with the teacher who was actually opening this whole thing for me. And it was so weird because I absolutely recognized myself in the teachings and yet the personality of this person was just, it was a no for me. Like there was no like resonance. There was no sense of that I could actually really trust. And then later I left that school and I had another teacher which never used the word tantra but at the same time he's completely tantric and in that school it was all about meditation all about like really going and finding profound states of consciousness that are accessible to us in every moment and really going into this inner space exploration and I spent a lot of time in meditation I was there in an eight month long meditation retreat and that really shaped me a lot like personally in my connection to the temple in my connection to my work and everything like that this teacher Samuel Sagan he was like my the one who really opened so much in me and yet I still had this like feeling that I started teaching tantra I started facilitating meditations and then feminine work and I was facilitating tantra events with my partner at the time with my ex-husband then I was doing it by myself and I was using the word tantra actively and a lot but still there was this little conflict and I was like but the person who first taught me that I didn't quite trust in his purity I didn't quite trust it and then there were also some things that started to come to surface where just like lots of things in which I got really disappointed and just some behaviors that which I really couldn't accept. 
So that was one part. And I felt really like that I really didn't want to be associated with this person, with his teachings. I didn't want to be connected to that at all. And that was one of the reasons why I stopped using the word tantra. There was another reason, because at the same time, a lot of people started to speak about tantra specifically in terms of sexuality and specifically narrowing down what tantra really is to sexuality. And most people, when you ask them, what do you think tantra is, they will imagine Kama Sutra or something like this. Kama Sutra has nothing to do with tantra. Or they will imagine sensual massage and people feeding each other chocolate. And they say, yeah, it's a tantric event. It's, it's, It's a tantra. And it's not. Yeah. It can be a part of tantra if it's done in a tantric way. Or it can be, and in most cases, it's not tantra. It's just conscious sexuality, which is also a beautiful field and beautiful exploration. And it opens so much release of shame, so much liberation, so much freeing of trapped energy. Because also there is there are different types of tantra. There is classical tantra, and lots of scholars are really like holding the space for the classical tantra. And that has been part of my teachings, the classical tantra, the Kashmiri Shaivism tantra. So there are specific, very, very specific rituals that are part of it, very specific mindsets, very specific inner energetic work that comes together with that. And then there is also Neo-Tantra. And Neo-Tantra was activated by Osho. So a lot of people also think about like people who are shaking and doing all these shaking meditations. And then it's like very hippie kind of style. Then it's like, ah, this is Tantra. And it is also not all of Tantra. It can be a part of it. But it's not all of it. Yeah, so that's what also got incredibly discouraging for me to see that so many people use this word but in a completely wrong way. And I didn't want to be associated with that field because I was like, no, 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 no. This is not what it is. Like, I breathe Tantra. I know Tantra from lifetimes. I, like, it's so deep in my system I cannot stand to see what is going on. I cannot stand all the abuse, all the misuse of power, because yes, you get to have so much power when you work with Tantra, but so many people don't have the purity to hold it in a way with respect, with dignity. And for so many, it just goes the wrong way. Osho actually said that men shouldn't be teaching Tantra because it's too dangerous. It's too easy to get into this power trip. It's somehow, it's less that for women. And still, yeah, even for women, like, there's not always that purity that, that women come from. Like, you know, it's just like human conditioning. Like if we translate Tantra through our human conditioning, there will be a mismatch. Because in fact, it is an ancient spiritual path. Spiritual path means the path to spirit, means the path to God. means a path through which you remember, recognize divinity. And what is special about Tantra is that it tells you that the divinity is not outside of you, but it's inside of you. Not only it's inside of you, but you also get to experience it through all of life, through every human experience, through your desires, yes, through your relationships, yes, but also through your art, through your study, through your career, through your service, through your dharma, through your every moment, every breathing moment, you get to experience the divine like that with your eyes open not removed somewhere in the mountains but with your eyes open engaged active in the world 
And so for me, that's what I'm standing for. And now what I'm doing is I am reclaiming this word as well, because there's a lineage that holds this word. There is a whole energetic connection. There's a massive energetic component to this word. And I'm going to be using more in terms of tantric energetics to make it even more clear that actually in all the things I do, it's based on that spiritual path. It's based on that approach to life where you really live on the edge of existence, where you don't hide in the comfort zone, but you live on the edge. You constantly allow yourself to come to the edge of your being and you rest in that and you soften in that and you trust in that and you surrender in that. And that's how you live. You offer yourself in totality. You offer all of you. You, When you love, you love completely. When you serve, you serve fully. You're not holding anything back. You're like giving yourself, offering yourself as an offering to the divinity that is actually ultimately found within yourself. So this is so radical and so few people really dare to go there. And yet I see that that's what people are yearning for so much. And I... In this reclamation, I'm just making this choice to not let this one person who misused the tantra, and not only one, but many people who have misused it, but one person that I was like directly impacted by, like I won't let that one person impact me in my path. I won't let myself seeing how so many people are misusing it and uh, confusing other people with what tantra really is. I won't let that impact my path and I will hold the purity of what it is what I know deep in myself and I will hold that with dignity with so much respect with so much humbleness with so much joy and I don't mind like I know that the way that I do it no one does it because I am unique just like everyone else and I don't mind like I don't mind to be associated with this word and with the deepest purity that it actually stands for. I'm opening to that. I knew. Also, in these years, in these four years that I stepped away from it, I also gained so much more maturity and so much more professionalism. And like I got just so much stronger inside of myself. So I feel that that work also was important for me to purify anything that was in the way, anything that was even impacted by how others are doing and what that means and, and all of that. And now with extra new, renewed sense of who I am, my power and my resilience really hold what it truly, truly means, this profound, incredible path, this profound, incredible space that is so important for leaders of the new world because that's what also has been a massive reshape in my work that I know that what my, my best, the best use of my life, the best use of my work is actually let this work touch leaders on this planet. Leaders. Leaders are the people who actually can take radical self-responsibility. Leaders who actually know that they are empowered and they choose to walk this 
path of life, empowered. And then, then they, whatever they learn from me, then they embody that and they bring it into their environments, into their field of influence, into their families. And this embodiment is what shines through them. So I find that path of Tantra is an amazing fit for leaders because there comes a moment when you cannot be just fulfilled with accomplishing your goals. You cannot be just fulfilled with like seeing like, okay, I wanted that, I got that. Like you cannot even be fulfilled by your impact and by your influence. And Tantra gives that peace that is missing, that is missing for so many. And so many are looking for in all the wrong places. So many get confused with what they actually want continuous chase for something, continuous looking for something else, for something, yeah, and like feeling not satisfied completely, not feeling embodied, not feeling radiant, not feeling that there is this radiance that shines from inside out. Tantra gives answers to that, where to find it. You find all of that when you remember your divinity. You find all of that when you remember that There is nothing to search for externally, that nothing external actually makes you more worthy, makes you more important, gives you validation. Nothing external gives you validation. And it's only when you remember your own divinity, you remember your wholeness. And that's exactly what the path of Tantra is offering. Like you go in in totality in life, you engage with everything you want to engage. You engage with your business. You engage with your creations. You engage with your art. You engage with your relationships. You engage fully with life and you find the divinity. You find God through all of that, through all these things that you are doing, through your connection to yourself, through your deep, deep, deep connection to the depth of you. That's where you find divine. That's where you find your wholeness. All the ways, like when we try to find wholeness and we try to find completeness from outside, it's again, it's not going to, to fulfill us. It's only when we find it from inside. And then from inside, it starts to shine outside. That's when things really take on a whole new meaning. That's when a whole new depth opens up. And that's when life starts to mean so much more. You live in this constant embrace, constant love, immersion with your own true self. And everything you do is your dedication to that, your revealing of that, your remembrance of that, your service to that. It all then makes sense. So how does sex come in with all of that? (laughs) I know that a lot of people are having this question And uh, I want to clarify that and be very specific. Tantra includes everything, as I said. Everything, every little aspect of your life, Tantra touches. Tantra includes. Tantra is shining through them. It's you. It is the essence of you. The very essence, the divinity that you are. And it's shining through everything. And then sex comes in very naturally. Because if we see as all of life being infused with God, 
So the divine is not somewhere outside of your desire, something that you have to transcend your desire, not, not want anything, be, you know, kind of disconnected from just human wishes, and then you find God. No. In Tantra, it's, we say, you go in and you find God right in. And then if we say all of life is sacred, and what creates life? Sex creates life. Without sex, there wouldn't be life, right? Right or wrong? We wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here tuning in with me. I wouldn't be here talking. It's because of sex we are here. Because two people made love and made a human being. So how can we avoid sex when we talk about totality of life, when we talk about embracing all there is? How can we avoid sexuality? And it's not about being sexy or pretty or even having sex <laughs> for this reason. But it's about connecting with sexual energy, understanding sexual energy, understanding that sexual energy is the energy of life. If you're disconnected from sexual energy, you're disconnected from your power. And therefore, all your creations will only run on this temporary power that is powered by adrenaline, that is powered by... The, the stress hormone, yeah, it's powered by this like, poof, like quick cortisol. It's powered by cortisol. Yeah, it's like powered by those things, not from this deep connection. It is only when we drop into our sexuality, when we reconnect with our sexuality, reclaim our sexuality, infuse our sexuality with spirit. Remember it as a spiritual force. This is when everything starts shining and you start vibrating and you start radiating as your true self in this wholeness, in this fulfillment, in this. So that's why sex is so important. We start there, but we don't end there. And then sexual energy, you know, it's, it's, it depicts it often as a snake, kundalini, sleeping dormant at your base. And so she's sleeping there. And when she starts waking up, she then starts to move along your spine. And then she starts to be expressed through all your different chakras. She starts to be expressed as your sensuality, which is a different energy to sexuality. Then it starts to be expressed through your willpower, through your courage to do things in the world, through your leadership, through your determination. It's then, it then goes up and then it, it moves through your heart and then shines as compassion and deep understanding at the level of the heart. And universal, unconditional love. And then it goes up. And then sexual energy is that snake. She continues. And then she comes to your throat. And then she is radiating out of your throat as your capacity to express yourself with freedom. Express your creativity powered by the divinity that you are. This is what happens when your throat awakens. You find all the right words to explain who you are, to express your truth. You unblock this uh, what many people have a seal at the level of the throat, which just does not allow you to take the space that you are destined to take. Then the snake uncoils and then she shines through your third eye as the energy of clarity and discernment. And then it rises all the way. It rises to your crown. And when it's rising to your crown, you tap into the states of bliss, states of pure spirituality and oneness with all. 
it's all sexual energy. All of it. It just has different flavors, but the base energy of life is sexual energy. So I really want you to absorb that, receive that, know that, hold that. Don't let anyone tell you anything else that somehow sex is about feeding each other chocolates. No! <laughs> it may be a part of it, a part of your play when you then understand that all of that is a play. All of it. This life, this sacred holy life, it's a play. And you came here to play, not to suffer. <laughs> you came here to remember your playfulness. You came here to remember your blissfulness. You came here to, to explore all the tastes of it. But you didn't come here to lose yourself. And that's what happens, unfortunately, that people, once we get power, once we tap into our power, then because we lack purity, we didn't do enough work on purifying this central channel, we then start to misuse power, abuse power, and do things that we really shouldn't be doing. But what I want to say is that I want to celebrate. And in order to, cele- to celebrate this reclamation and this, mm, this choice to really bring the fullness of Tantra into my teachings again, to bring that path that is actually breathing through me, that, is, that I actually am made of, like to celebrate that I am bringing it forward, I decided to start to launch a journey, a journey for women called the Deep Feminine. So I'm not going to be launching it officially just yet, But I want to offer it to you and tell you that we have a journey coming up for women. And it's a journey to reclaim the priestess within you, to reclaim this wise, wild woman who is deeply connected to her sexuality. And in that kind of remembrance, in this remembrance that when you connect with your sexuality, when you really unlock all the different aspects of your sexuality, you don't just do it as a seduction strategy, which... Yeah, it became kind of popular that you do it in order to become attractive, in order to, you know, somehow seduce someone else. But as a priestess, you do it with such an honor, with such a devotion that you know that when you go there, when you can fully unlock your sexuality, you then unlock all of life. You then unlock that that snake, and you allow her to flow fully, freely through your whole body, and then you unlock and your heart, and your willpower, and your creativity, and your vision. But we are going to do very deep work on sexuality with women, like really deep, like because what is also incredible about sexuality, as I was saying, that it's the beginning of all of life. Also, our sexual organs actually can be seen as a map of all of life. And whenever there is a block, whenever there is disconnect from our sexuality, there is disconnect that is showing up somewhere in life. Like, for example, when there is a lot of fear and you don't dare to go into your visions, you don't dare to actually reveal your true vision of this world, you don't dare to really unleash yourself, there is fear. If there's fear of intimacy, if you're not quite letting men in, if you're not quite letting yourself to soften, to surrender, there is fear. And there will be blockage at the level of the very entrance of the yoni 
at the very like root of the of the sexuality. There will be pain, there will be burning, there will be discomfort. So actually there are practices that actually help you unlock it exactly there. Then going deeper, there may be a sense of burning, the sense of discomfort, the sense of itchiness when you're making love and the sense of or when you're you are exploring yourself, there may be a sense of like it's not not quite flowing. And that like deeper areas of the yoni are connected to our possibly emotions of anger and this capacity to also connect to our fire. Yeah, then there's a deeper place of the yoni, the cervix. And when the cervix is blocked, it, you will feel a lot of pain or discomfort in deep penetration. And when it is blocked there, then it, it's also really directly connected to the heart. And there will be also something blocked in the heart. When you know that your heart cannot fully trust, when you know that you cannot really believe that you are held, that you are protected, there will be, it will be mirrored inside of your sex. It works so directly, so amazingly. It's like we have like a mirror actually in the body. Like your heart is like your cervix. Exactly. Your lips of your mouth are actually exactly like the lips of your yoni. And there is yeah, all the energy that is connected to all these parts. It's so essential for women to reclaim, to reconnect. So in the deep feminine, we are going there. We are doing the deep, deep priestess work on sacred sexuality, on erotic embodiment, and on surrender to love. So incredible journey is ahead of us. So what content will be covered in the deep feminine? So we will go in a very specific way, like working with the feminine, activation of feminine desire, activation of feminine radiance, activation of feminine heart. And then we will be doing like very specific work at the level of the yoni. And you will be held by me and I'll be doing, offering you guided practices. I've never done anything like that, by the way. If you've done an awakened woman, it's a great course that I have. If you're just beginning, do that one. This one is, is more advanced. But you, I'll be guiding you. We'll have guided practices where once a week we'll be meeting and I'll be guiding you. And then you will have practices to do by yourself. And in each practice, we'll be exploring different gates of the yoni. And through these different gates, you will be connecting to all the things that these gates actually hold. They don't hold only your sexuality. They hold all of your feminine expression. So that's what I will say about that. We will also have a Telegram group, which also will be really fun with a lot of women, like supporting each other, being on this journey together. You will also have opportunities to ask me questions. Deep journey of surrender, really, ultimately. Real deep feminine surrender. Real deep feminine embodiment. Real deep like activation of like what makes us women, how life moves through us, how we get to play this life, how we get to remember ourselves as the goddess. Not some kind of goddess which feels like, I am a goddess, yeah, because I, I put on a pretty dress or something, but the goddess, like the one who is connected to the essence of life, who is living, breathing life because she's so connected to the, to the root of life, to the sexual energy. And you experience what causes emotional water in the body. How does it get released? Emotions. Water is always emotions. Whenever there are unprocessed emotions, it, it will be accumulated as water in the body. Yeah, there will be like cheeks, there will be like puffy 
puffy shoulders, puffy puffiness in the body. So it's emotions. You need to do work on moving your emotions. And when we work on sexuality, there are a lot of emotions. That's why so many women become resistant to sexuality, like even in uh, long-term relationships. At some point, women are just like, oh, I don't want to have sex. I, I might have a headache and so on. Like, you know, sex is not only about penetration. There are so many more aspects to sex. But if you don't want to connect to your sexuality, it's because you are afraid what you're going to feel because your sexual organs store so much of your emotions and all the things that you've been trying to, to repress or to avoid. Thanks so much for being here with me. Thanks so much for holding me in this reclamation. I am pumped and excited of the the whole, like, because it's not really going to change my teachings because they have always been infused with Tantra, but it's going to change how I speak publicly. And it's also going to change, like, how, like, things will be landing and just invite you into this. I will be continuously inviting you into this profound, radical path that, I know so many of you are radical beings because you're attracted to me and I am a radical being. (laughs) So let's walk together, radical beings. Thanks for being with me. Thanks for celebrating me. Send me a DM. I will send you the links for the Deep Feminine. It will be exquisite. It will be really powerful opening um, for all of us. So much love and I'll see you on the internet. Thank you.